This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I am sitting here. Basically, I'm half naked today while I record this podcast. And I have had a very interesting two weeks. And I have been kind of not dreading wanting to record this podcast, but I put it off a few extra days. So I am here to tell you guys everything that has been going on with me in the last two weeks. Some things have been quite exciting. Um, We will get into that. But today I really, really want to talk about like toxic relationships and I kind of also want to talk about a little bit of the trauma that I keep obviously bringing into new relationships. So we're gonna really dive deeper today than we usually do. So like let's you know what let's just let's get to it. I think I have slowly started to realize <laughs> that I am one toxic bitch when it comes to relationships. And I want to talk about some trauma healing and you know like what happens when you bring your past triggers into new oh my god relationships. I keep changing where I'm recording so like I literally just showered and I'm sitting in my bedroom I painted my bedroom the other day I made Tamara come over and help me paint and I'm sitting in my room which now I have so much more room because I changed things around and now I'm kind of debating if I want to bring like an office desk into the bedroom but I'm literally sitting here recording I feel like Sophia when she was recording in her closet I am sitting on my little stool And I have my setup on literally my nightstand table right now. I just, I'm having a really hard time finding like what I want because I'm trying to get an office going in my my living room, or not my living room, my dining room. I sold my dining room table. So I'm just in the process of like revamping everything. So my, um landlord she wants to sell this place so I'm kind of you know trying to make sure it's in like the best looking tip-top shape not that there's anything wrong with my apartment but anyways I have you know yet again really fucked up and it's crazy to think that I come on here and I'm so open and honest with everyone and I I fucked up and like I can genuinely say that this is my fault and not anyone else's fault other than my own with my own trauma that just cannot stop coming into play when I get into a new relationship and for some 
reason, it's just so hard for me not to keep bringing in this, this, these issues. And I finally have sat down, well, I guess not sat down because everything is still online. And I had a brief little kind of talk with a therapist and there are some things that I'm going to start to really learn about myself and the way my brain works and why I keep doing the same shit I'm doing and I'm gonna be completely honest ever since I got back from Mexico I hadn't gotten drunk in over like a month and a half I didn't I haven't been going out I've been really trying to like be this like more of a homebody you know spend my days like now that summer's here I like to be outside as much as I possibly can on my days off whether that's out walking the dogs or like going down to the river but I'm really trying so hard not to like be this party girl anymore which again I haven't really been much of a party girl minus my Vegas trip and you know obviously being in Mexico you're drinking but I took a month and a half off from getting drunk and it was really great but this is where some further issues kind of arose and me and the person I was just seeing said that we were going to take some time not talk for a few days and just kind of you know work on ourselves and I'd get a better understanding with you know what's going on in my head once I talk to someone in other words, he was like, you need to go to therapy or else I never really want to like, you know, kind of see anything further with this. And I had been watching The Notebook the one night. This was after we hadn't talked for a couple of days. And I just sent a text being like, just watched a movie, just thinking of you, like, I hope you're well, miss you. And I never got a response. And you know the classic saying, no response is a response. I should have just left it at that. I should have truly just left it at that. A day went by and I sent another text being like, okay, so I guess we're just completely not talking. And it got followed up with, I'm just trying to basically move forward. I hope you could too. And I was just like, what, like, I was just flabbergasted because I was just like, I thought we were going to, you know, kind of just work on ourselves a little bit and then kind of go from there. And then basically to sum that all up, he was just like, um, I am no, not, no longer interested in anything with you other than just a friendship. And then that's when it's like when stuff like this happens, there's like this thing in my head and it's like, ding get drunk and that's probably my biggest toxic trait when it comes to like you know dealing with things is I have to get like I think getting drunk is gonna fucking make things all better and go away and it sure as fuck didn't and when I drink I just lose the sense of my maturity and my appropriate appropriateness (laughs) I don't know why I can't speak today I swear to God, drinking and texting is almost worse than like drinking and sleeping with someone you regret because like I look back on my text messages I sent and I was so fucking embarrassed and that is putting it 
lightly. I literally deleted the messages off my phone, but of course your Mac still keeps recollection of all your stupid text messages. And I clicked open the message and I swear to God, I have never read such bipolar messages that I have sent in my life. And I think I sent 300 text messages and it was like fuck you I hate you you're a piece of shit how could you do this to me I love you please don't do this please unblock me like it was so fucking embarrassing and I cannot believe I'm actually sitting here opening up and telling you guys that this is what I do because this is probably gonna be the first thing that is never gonna get me a date ever again in my life but if I can learn how to talk through these things that I'm doing, it's going to only help me heal and grow. But it was, it was pathetic and I have never felt as low in my life as I did that morning when I woke up and saw I was blocked off everything, you name it, I'm blocked on every social media out there, even Facebook, um, <clears throat> And then that's when, you know, cue your good friend anxiety. And she set in real nice when I did something like that. And I just, I gotta, I don't know. I, the drinking thing is, this is why I took a month and a half off and I was feeling so good. I've been going to the gym nonstop. Like, you know, hot girl summer is around the corner and the gym is so therapeutic to me and I find it really helps. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Now, I saw this... Okay. I read this article, so when shit like this happens to me, it triggers my research, essentially, and I read this article, and it said that I actually wrote it down, so I'm going to just read it to you guys, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about reading this. So what it said was, if you were cheated on, you can be very suspicious or controlling with anyone you date, which will cause unnecessary problems because this causes you to create self-fulfilling prophecies. I found that very interesting because it's so, so spot on and so true that your past can cause you to misread situations with a new person and it makes you paranoid and then it leads you to overanalyze everything they do or don't do. And it's just like it gets to the point where you can't trust yourself to see it clearly. And you find yourself acting irrational when they do, when like innocently do something that reminds you of your ex. Now this is projecting and creating problems that don't fucking exist. So you need to stop making yourself, like don't allow yourself 
for your past to make you distrustful and paranoid in your new relationship. And I think that is what I struggle with all the time. And it's just like I got to stop comparing these little things that have hurt me in the past to new things in a new relationship because then it's just going to take you back to this vicious cycle where you're gonna fucking lose someone you're really interested in and it's really hurtful to me to think back on what I did because I had been as happy as I was with this um last person I was seeing in a long time and like when we were together everything was perfect and I know no relationship is perfect, but like when we were together, it just was like it was it fit and it felt right. And so for me to create these issues in my head, it really ruined something that had the potential to be so good, regardless or not if it was long distance. The distance wasn't the issue for me, at least. I know the distance was an issue for him, which I talked to my mom about that and she was like, ah, that just sounds like an excuse. And you know what? It kind of does, given the fact The distance was not an issue because it was able to work given me being able to go there on my days off, etc. But I don't know. It's just, it's really hard and I'm working so hard on it. And I've started like, I mean, I've always journaled, but I've started kind of like, you know, writing down things that I need to stop letting trigger me. And the biggest fucking thing, and I don't know why, I really need to learn why this is my biggest thing. Why is social media so important in a relationship? And I I think, I solely think it's because of all of these TikToks that either are out there with, you know, couples in these happy, loving relationships and they're, you know, so happy to like post each other and... I think it's just gotten so like drilled in my brain that that's the way a relationship is supposed to be. It's really different too when you're dating someone who is completely different than you in regards to that stuff. Yeah, they had a big social media following, but it was because of their work and what they do. And then for me, it's just like my social media is me being very like upfront on what I'm doing in my life at all times. And I think that's where the clash really happened because then the arguments are like, oh, you didn't repost me. Like, why didn't you repost me? And I was listening to Sophia with an F. I was listening to her podcast the other day and she made a very valid point about that. You should never have to ask ask your significant other to repost you or post you or you know take a picture with you and all this stuff because it's like if they truly wanted to they would you should never have to be like why didn't you do this or how come can you like please post me like begging them to put you on their social media and this is the stem of trauma from my past because when I dated my ex last summer I got reposted once and then other than that I he would never repost me and the reason being for that was because he was talking to like three other girls and he didn't want them to know that he actually was seeing someone. So that's where the trauma stems for me and I think it's just something that I really need to learn how to move forward from because you just can't keep doing this. Ali, you can't keep doing this. You gotta stop. So I truly think that therapy will work and I know coming from me trying to give you got you guys advice on not to do this is probably like the what is that saying about the kettle calling 
the kettle black or something like that. I can't remember what that quote is, but I just don't want you guys to do stupid shit that I do. And I know I have some girlfriends who, you know, are a little anxious when, you know, their significant other is out or, you know what I mean, their significant other is worried when they're out. And it's just like, we got to stop doing this. And I know the hardest thing in 2022 is dating in general. It's hard. It's always hard. It's It's been hard. I... <laughs> Like, my mom says that to me every time. She'll ask me how I'm doing with, you know, so-and-so who I've been seeing. And I'm like, well, they're seeing someone else now. Or they don't want anything serious. Or they just want, you know, to sleep with you once and then never talk to you again. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's truly pathetic. But bringing in your traumas from the past is only going to just push them away faster. And it was really funny because yesterday... Um, or not yesterday, the other day when me and my girlfriend were painting my room, we started talking about zodiac signs. Now, I know that this is a trigger for some men when she talks about zodiac signs, but I found, I want to see if I can pull it up here. So I'm an Aries, okay? And so we all know Aries, we're a little crazy, we're a fire sign. Actually, I found the picture. Um, so this is going to put basically me to a T. And like I said two seconds ago, I know some of you men out there like truly are like, oh god, this has nothing to do with who you are as a person or blah 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 blah. Shut up. Um, You can either believe in it or you can't. And if you don't, that's fine. Everyone is entitled to their own fucking opinion. But it's funny because this is what it said about Aries on the, um, the graph that I pulled up. And it was, Aries are energetic, forceful, and outgoing. Like the energy of the first rush of springtime, they move into the world in a headstrong, pioneering way and prefer starting to finishing. They tend, this is it right here, okay? They tend to rush into things and may also be impatient. They have great vitality and a tremendous need to be physically active. That couldn't be more fucking right that I tend to rush into things and I'm impatient and it's true and I mean I think that's a little bit of a toxic trait but I do I just I rush into things it's hard when you like you know you find someone and you have chemistry with them all females do this and it's not just Aries and it's not just me we all when we meet a man or a woman whoever you are vibing and things are going well and it's hard to not you know want to try and plan things and try and you know I want to see you here I want to do this I want to do that and then I mean you're planning your wedding but like you (laughs) you don't actually are you're not actually planning a wedding but you know what I mean it's just it's I don't know it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard it's all I'm gonna say it's fucking hard But you know, I think just I got to stop watching so many TikToks because I'm just like, I watch these happy couples and I'm like, okay, when am I ever going to have that? Will I ever have that? Who knows? Who fucking knows? Okay, I'm going to move on from this topic because um, I don't know if I'm, I'm getting anxious talking about it, but I'm just, I think it's just, I'm working on myself. At at the end of the day, I am working on it. I'm going to therapy. I'm going to try and do therapy once a month. And I just hope that these demons that are inside of my head that keep bringing these old habits back will hopefully, I will hopefully move on and move past it. I think realistically at the end of the day, I need to date someone who doesn't have social media. (laughs) 
<laughs> that'll probably help a lot of my issues. Um, exciting news on the other front. Um, me and Miss Nicole Brooker uh, reunited, as some of you may have saw on social media. It was a shock to a lot of people, and that's exactly what we were looking for, was shock value. Um, she's going to be coming on, uh, next week's episode, so I'm super excited to have her on as a guest. We're going to basically catch up on the pod, even though we went out the other night, and this is actually the night I was just talking about me sending those 900 text messages. Unfortunately, was when we went out and got super drunk, but... (laughs) Moving on from that, um, I am 30 years old. It is time to move on from this drama that we had. And, you know, it's been a year. We're adults. I don't need any drama in my life. And I'm trying to basically end any sort of drama I ever, you know, really have had with anyone. So, um, I'm really happy to, uh, have gone out with her and reunited. We had a great time and she's doing well. She looks great. And, uh, so, uh, you might be seeing some interesting things come down the pipe there. Um, I, uh, this is just going to be a little mini episode today, you guys. Um, I cannot believe we're one episode away from 30, 30 episodes like I cannot I actually had someone reach out to me yesterday and we were chatting and it was funny because it was literally just a random dm and it was basically all right what podcast episode am I listening to and it was so random and I gave him one and he's like I'm really impressed like you you are great you know what you're doing so I'm here I'm hoping I'm manifesting this is gonna be the year of Ali Mars we all know that after we work on our toxic traits we gotta get through those my TikTok has been blowing up if you don't already follow me on TikTok please follow me on there at the Ali Mars I do have a podcast um welcome to Mars TikTok page I haven't been I haven't posted anything on that one yet so we're gonna start working on that here soon but I have got to get going so thanks for listening to me vent about my toxic traits and smash that uh, five star uh, little button there I know you guys are listening on probably Spotify but if you're on Apple leave me a fucking review I need to get those reviews going again so tell your friends tell your parents tell your grandma tell your mailman tell them all And I'll see you guys next week for episode 30. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. 
Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>